This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com. And the official Dallas Cowboys app. First down. Jason Witt is in the end zone. Intercepted. Sean Lee. Ha. Touchdown. Des Bryant. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus. Taylor Stern and Rob Phillips. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the SWBC Mortgage Studio. We have a great last show for you guys for the first game week here of the 2017 season. Of course, always joined by Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, and Brian Broaddus. So, gentlemen, how are you guys doing today? Well, ready to go. Ready to go, ready to talk. Friday, right? Yeah. It is Friday where we're going to talk some inactive possibilities, some game predictions, and we even have a guest, Mickey, if you would like to introduce him, and he'll be in our third segment. John Schmelk, I think he's got this weird title, is managing producer for the New York football giants, and I just got off. Uh, the phone with their show, so he said he'd see us in a little bit, so I think we can count on it. Were you just as informative as he will be for our show? I was trying show? to be. I was yeah. trying to step we up. We lost in that bit right there. with you. Well, you as he did. <laughs> Giants took the L there. John's a heck of a guest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a tough challenge for you. Yeah, yeah, especially since he asked me about Jackrabbit. Did you know? Oh, yeah. He knows now. I know. We all know Jackrabbit. <laughs> it's in the New York Post, the whole story with Jackrabbit in the headline. There's Megatron and there's Jackrabbit and, yeah. Did you guys name. get into discussing the fact that uh, finally we know that Odell Beckham Jr. is questionable for the game? Uh, they said that, yeah, but they didn't haven't seen the practice yet. So didn't know if he was going to do anything more um, than uh, – what he hasn't done the last two games, but I did in my research find out that in 2015 he missed a whole week of practice, was listed as questionable, and then played in the game. Oh, he's done this three times. Had four catches against the Cowboys for 30-some yards. So my guess was when the day started that he would do a little something today and they would list him as questionable. And I guarantee you that's what they do. Yeah. Not going to tell the Cowboys, right? Why would they? Why would you? But keep them guessing. Something that we don't need to guess about is the only guy who's for sure out for them is Keenan Robinson, their linebacker with a concussion. Right. Brian Odell, is he going to surprise us all? You know, I mean, I, I, I went on yesterday feeling like that if he didn't practice today, that he would be out. And, you know, Mickey's right. They're not going to say whether he's in or out. They're going to let it roll to a game time decision. I will say this, though. They've practiced all week with the thought of him playing. Mm-hmm. So this is not going to be a surprise. If he doesn't show up, they'll, there's other weapons you have to deal with. I think that they're more than prepared to, to handle you know, whoever else has to step into 13 shoes if he doesn't play. Yeah, it won't be like, oh, he's playing. We don't know yeah. what to do. Yeah, they, they've I, got I a game plan. prepared yeah. for both ways, and regardless of what they say, right? Right, absolutely. I think that's why they went ahead and kind of stacked that receiver core in the offseason. Obviously, adding Brandon Marshall, they feel more comfortable with Sterling Shepard than they did before. Let go of Cruz. Right. They were looking at this receiver core because part of the playoff loss was around them. They couldn't catch the ball. Yeah, they they, they had some troubles in that uh, in that Green Bay game. They and again, it goes all the way back Tay, to their inability to run the football though too. That's something that we. You know, we have to, to, to keep an eye on, you know, the Cowboys, one of the best in the National Football League last year, defending the run. You add Stephen Paya, 
uh, to the mix. I think that even helps more. Now, you know, we'll see what happens at the middle linebacker spot. We think maybe Jalen Smith will be the guy. Uh, Justin Durant will get some opportunities there. But it's a different team, the Dallas Cowboys, up the middle now, if you think about it, with Pius starting with a new Mike linebacker and Jeff Heath also playing as a safety. So usually your, your run defense is predicated on how you play up the middle, and that's three really new parts. But we all look at them as positive parts. We mentioned offensive line for the Giants yesterday, and that's, that's a question mark for them. And John might speak to it later in the show. For me, the, you mentioned Pai, you mentioned Malik Collins. That's what I want to see in this game is can they get that middle rush to prevent Eli from climbing the pocket and making throws? If he's flushed out of the pocket, that's going to only help the guys on the edges. To me, that's a, a huge key in the game on Sunday. I think they're going to primarily look to Paul Perkins to be their primary back in this game. And you may recognize the last name. Mickey, Paul Perkins. You mentioned Don Perkins last week, and he is related to him. It is his great-nephew or – it's a nephew. I don't know how great it is, but yeah, it's a. There's a relation there. Uh, he went to UCLA. Yes. Second year guy. I think it's his nephew. Yeah. I think it's his brother's son. Related. Yeah. Perkins' last name, running back. Yeah. Kind oh. of in the bloodlines, right? Yep. Paul yeah. Perkins. Not making pies. <laughs> no. Not exactly. making pies. You you looked at Paul Perkins a lot. Yeah. In the Cowboys draft. I did. Come Ezekiel Elliott. Now that was if they took a running back a little bit later and sure. fourth overall. Is he a deep threat? I mean. No. This is this is a guy that with the giant the Giants don't have a home run hitter per se as a, a, at running backs. You know if you look at there and really what they do uh, Perkins Shane Vereen they got they got steady kind of grind it running backs. Perkins has got, you know, he's one of those guys that's got initial movement, can make one guy miss, but then as far as extending runs, not so much. They, they just don't have that. I mean, you know, the Cowboys are blessed to have a guy like Ezekiel Elliott that has that ability to finish runs. And and really the, the, the Giants don't have that. It's steady, kind of hand them the ball, get what they can, break an occasional run, but nothing that uh, would make you alarm about the uh, way they play or the way they run the football. Nothing nothing like the rookie from the Chiefs last night? Oh, Kareem Hunt. He had himself a game. Pretty good. On my fantasy team, so I was very happy. There you go. start, but after that. Paul Paul Perkins, 112 carries last year, 456 yards, 4.1 average, no touchdowns. Still looking for his first NFL touchdown. Will it come Sterling Sunday? Shepard had his first running year last year. I don't like talking about That's right. those guys That's right. celebrating in the end zone. Yeah, I, I just think it's, you know, you need to find a way to be – Mickey brought up the point last year. The Giants were able to finish the game in week one by running the football. They kept the ball away from Dallas. They made some key first downs, you know, running the ball late. And, you know, I mean, Dallas has got to be on the screws and not allow them – uh, to have to deal with, uh, you know, with that. I mean, they, they need to find a way to make this a game where they make Manning play in long yardage situations. It, it affects the way that he plays. Mm-hmm. The longer yardage situations you put him in, the harder it is for him to have success. Talked about it a bunch. 29% of the time, this team goes three and out. That was last year. Not a lot has changed other than adding, you know, really Brandon Marshall and adding a tight end. We'll see if that really makes the difference for them, but their inability to run the football really hurts them. Rob, yesterday you were writing about the practice, and fortunately for the Cowboys, it's pretty much the same practice report as it was on Wednesday. Of course, they're practicing as we're speaking right now and kind of wrapping up things for the week. But the Cowboys, fortunately, had only the same limited player in Jordan Lewis, even though Coach Garrett said that he was going to be doing more. Yeah, maybe some team snaps, I believe is what he said. 
uh, has been working that way. But he's the lone question mark, it looks like. I think Awuzie seems ready to go. Uh, as far as the rookies go, Woods has been practicing, Xavier Woods. Ryan Switzer's not even on, in, on the injury report. So that's a good sign. Uh, some of the guys that have been banged up, Chaz Green has been taking left guard snaps. Tyrone Crawford had, looks to have some type of role in the defensive line rotation Sunday. So the Cowboys in pretty good health shape. Two things I learned from practice. Today the or five yesterday? five minutes I was there. Today or yesterday? Today. The tours are flourishing here. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. You could barely walk through the hallway. Hey, I'm sitting, glad to hear that. I Guys, sitting keep going, coming. What, Check what, it out. What, yeah. What's going on? And I realized, oh, it's the Friday before the season opener. And number two, the Miami Dolphins are vacating, and they are going to Oxnard, California, to set up camp because their next game is against the Chargers out there. They're going to be practicing on the River Ridge? Yes, they're going to put up tents, and they don't know maybe when they're going to get back. So that's breaking news, isn't it? That is breaking Anything Cowboy-related? Uh, they're using the Cowboys' facility. <laughs> so did the Rams for yeah, a while. there you go. It's kind of a regular thing. So, so did the, the Saints. Yeah. Let me ask you this, though. You know, Going back real quick, Tay, if I could, though. Yeah. You, know, you know, the... With uh, the comfort level with a woozie, mm-hmm. you know, because in Mickey's thought, you know, you're going to have to play dime package stuff. And I'm interested to see how they're going to play against Evan Ingram. And I know that's a guy that you haven't got to. I mean, we were kind of going through names and stuff. I wonder how, you know, and just what you guys feel about him playing in that matchup right there. I don't think it's going to be him totally all the time. But what about him? How are they going to handle him? Well, wouldn't you have more of a comfort level with Byron Jones doing that? Given his ability to cover tight ends, so then what's your comfort level with Kayvon Frazier playing deep safety? See that? Well, I mean, what if it's if it's what if it's what if it's Heath? I mean, yeah, what why if, does it I, have what, to be Kayvon Frazier? No, no, I'm, I'm saying what no if, in the slot, not Byron Jones. You no, can, no, because they practice Heath down there. Also, they do practice. And that's what I'm saying, though, and I know it, it kind of takes us away, but I, I just feel like though, if no Beckham, they're going to have to go to other things. I'm just thinking about from a, a standpoint of how you match up in this game. Because, you know, he hasn't practiced much in training camp, but now he's going to get thrown into a pretty big situation having to carry a guy that's a pretty good downfield threat uh, from what I've seen the preseason games and for what I saw from when he played at Ole Miss. Well, maybe they're not in man. Because, you know, one of the other things they've done on that dime defense when they've only had one linebacker, they've brought Heath down and somebody in the slot. They've played single high in the back. And then had Awuzie in the other slot, or Lando in the other slot. So they've had about three different formations of dime defense right. that they've been practicing. Yeah. And I would imagine they're going to roll some stuff off to try to confuse Manning. If you can't get to him, you better confuse him, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I think that's going to be, yeah. That's something I think that you need to keep an eye on in this game. How, you know, how, do, how are they going to handle the different packages that, you know, because what will happen with Evan Ingram, they'll line him up as a, in that backfield in line, flexed out. So you have to find him. You can't allow him to be a big player in this game, especially if they do a good job of covering. We've seen the pass with Skandrick and his ability last year to cover, uh, you know, cover Shepard. You know, how gimpy is, is uh, Beckham going to be? You know, he might be compromised. They're going to have to find somebody to throw the football to. Will I they snap him the ball? No, they won't. I saw, I saw an interesting tweet discussing the fact a lot of discussion over the offseason was about how teams are going to be watching tape on Dak, figure out ways to beat him, mm-hmm. the rookie quarterback. Obviously, the Giants wore 
his kryptonite last season. Right. And everyone's saying, and he, I thought he had a great response this past summer. Maybe it was at training camp or the exact time it was. But he said, hey, I've been watching tape, too. Right. And now that he's going against a defense just like the Giants, how do you guys think he will prepare? To me, it comes down – it's not all about Dak. I mean, you're right. He's they, – they did some things to kind of keep him in the pocket and contain him and force him to make throws, and there weren't always receivers open. But I just, we just talked about it on our roundtable segment, our keys to the game, a few minutes ago, which you can catch on DallasCowboys.com. Down and okay. distance for me is is huge. You mentioned it for the Giants. Yeah, it's first down the, stuff, you're right. It's huge for the Cowboys too. I mean, last year they had 32 first downs in two games. 16 times Dak was facing third and eight or longer. And that is just, I mean, what can you draw Hard up? to convert those. Really hard to convert. And that that's with Ezekiel Elliott playing in both of those games. But you'd like to think with Zeke in the game, they got a better chance of getting to second and five third and two things like that stay ahead of the chains stay ahead of the chains that that to me against this type of defense that is the key to the game for me well and I liked what you said earlier and also the <clears throat> blueprint the red zone offense yeah I was kind of going to what Mickey was saying the other day about these defenses just didn't let these teams score at all yeah this is a these are high-powered offenses yeah this this is going to be tough and it in space is, is tough to fight for down in the red zone especially with the way the Giants play in their secondary and they, they got guys that can cover that can chase you know, they don't give you a lot of room. They don't make. They give you tight window throws. You, you have to take opportunities. And we talked about last year, the game in the second game they had no red zone opportunities. Uh, the, but the first game they were one of three in the red zone. Right. The Giants one of the best teams in the league in the red zone. And, and when you get inside the thirty, they're even better than that. So, yeah, it, it's you know you just can't go in there and kick field goals. It's going to be about finding ways to score touchdowns. The Giants were three of three, so they missed an extra point. That first game? Yes, it was Josh Why Brown. Why they ended no, up No, it wasn't 20? Josh Brown. It was the guy who was at well, It ain't going to be Josh Texas. Brown anytime yeah. soon. Well, he was missing that first game, and it was a kicker they had for that one week. Yeah. They so that's why they had that's why they had right. 20. Yeah. They, yeah. they have a rookie kicker. That Rosas is his name. Yeah, yeah Rosas, I saw yeah. some interesting notes about that. This is the first time they've ever started a season with a rookie kicker. Not that that matters, but we're talking about a game that has come down sure. very close. to – a lot of field goals, and you're going up against Dan Bailey, Mr. Uh, Accuracy. That, they, the Cowboys clearly have the, the, the advantage in this one. They, they really, really do. And you're right, Tay. If it comes down to having to make long field goals, Ugh. even even extra points. That's how I mean, it we, ended we, we, in we've seen, yeah, last year. Yeah, we've seen this, you know, we've seen this, uh, we've seen this uh, uh, script many a day. Yeah. Now, you were talking about Evan Ingram, but I want to talk about a Cowboys tight end. And we haven't seen him in a year, but James Hanna, you mentioned him, Mickey. Where do you see his role being for this game on Sunday? Oh, I think that when they go two tight ends, that James Hanna's on, right on the there. field. Uh, and that's one way they can help uh, minimize any problems if, uh, you know, Lale Collins struggles. You know, you put another tight end over there. Uh, you don't have to take up your running back. So, yeah, I think it's huge that they have both Hannah and Swain back on the field and they can do multiple things with their tight ends uh, in blocking situations, but also two guys that can get across the field and catch the ball. So uh, that's something they I thought they sorely missed last year because Escobar was a one-trick pony, and evidently that trick wasn't real good in Kansas City because yeah. he got when released. Last night. Yeah. I think that to me, though, that Mickey's right. And this is where you're going to see 13 personnel, one back, three tight ends. Yeah. And, you know, and, and they're going to find a way. The Giants are going to have to find a way to defend, you know, the extra tight ends. And especially if you've got a guy like Swaim who can make plays in space, 
catching the football. I think Hannah, we saw in the preseason, he, you know, a little bit underrated in that regard, but he's no more as a blocker now. But yeah, they find a way. Some of the biggest plays they had running the football last year in the second game was on the edge. And that's where you have to find find a way to attack. You got to you got to crash these ends. You know, whatever you want to do, crack them, block them, shield them, however you want to do it, and get the ball to the outside. That's going to be the way they're going to have to run the football. And one way with those guys on the field, even if they go three, uh, one way to slow down that Giants rush is to continue running that waggle play where you exactly. fake the run up the middle and you have a naked boot and those tight ends crossing the field. And now which one are you covering? You know, who who are you ready for? Uh, because you can't use all your linebackers to go with those tight ends right. because next time they may hand it off and then you yeah. get faked out. Very so. underrated trait of Dak Prescott is his yes. ability to ball handle. That 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 right there. We've seen it. The one big play, if you remember the touchdown in the second game, was a fake sweep to, to, to uh, uh, Zeke going to the left, and they take Williams all the way across the field. And that was just off a left-hand play fake, him spin and then fire the ball down the field. So. Giants are aware of that, but it's a it's a great weapon to have. Aside, you allowed to run that play again? Why not? Sure. <laughs> sure. Aside from the playoff game, I feel like those two Giants games just haunted Dak Prescott last season. They were the, the lost division games, there. yeah. You know, the division games mm-hmm. just felt like he couldn't get any movement. No traction at all. So I just feel like he's gonna come out hungry this Sunday. You realize he threw for more yards than Eli Manning did in that first game. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, what I'm saying is that was he's a team guy. You know, he sure. wants to bring this team that victory, especially that first one right there. So we're going to get to inactives, but we're going to take our first break really quickly here in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. Make sure you call us. The number's 214-872-2102. We'll have a caller in the third segment, so stay tuned. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag troop thanks. That's hashtag troop thanks. And by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. It's bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together. You picked up a spare, but you're craving something better. A thirst grows deep inside, you don't know what to do. You crave a nice cold Dr. Pepper and a hero to save you. Crave Rider. You ride the wave of Dr. Pepper when you're craving Dr. Pepper. Crave Rider. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Pick up an ice cold 20-ounce bottle today. Dr. Pepper. The one you crave. 
I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. This is Talking Cowboys. Hey, guys. What do you think about Tommy John, right? I don't awesome. know, but somebody stole our liners. No, I got one. Here oh, you, you go. Make the switch to Tommy John, the innovative men's underwear that never rides up. I wear it. It's worth the hype. Plus, it's backed by the best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guaranteed. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. Mickey, TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Hey, and for all our female Have I been fired? Who are listening, make sure you guys can still get this for family or friends, boyfriends, husbands, dads, whatever. It's a great deal. But we mentioned it prior to the break. Let's get into it. The guys that we expect to be in sweatsuits come this Sunday. <laughs> These seven inactives that are possible for this Cowboys team. Of course, let's explain it. Obviously, 53 on the final roster, but there are seven on game day that are inactive. And now you go down to 46. So, I have a few names here I'll just mention, and you guys kind of fill in some blanks or let me know if you think otherwise. I'm going to go first with the quarterback, and I think Cooper Rush. Then I think a wide receiver, obviously them carrying six. You're going to have Noah Brown. You agree on this so far? Uh, Rush Brown? It's me. He doesn't agree. I'm with Rush. Yeah, you don't, you don't see Brown? I want to hear the rest of them before I say Brown. Go for it. Okay. I think Cooper. I think Jonathan Cooper. Jonathan Cooper. Yeah. Right. They've been waiting this week to really gauge Chaz Green's health. So I'm going to go there for that one. Then I'm thinking more Jordan Lewis. Obviously, I think that's kind of our expected one. Mm -hmm. Anthony Hitchens. Okay. And then even though he just brought was brought in, I don't know if he's necessarily ready. And fans may disagree with this, especially with rookie DBs. But Benet Benwickery, I think, will be the other one. And then lastly, I'm having a hard time, and this is where I want to talk to you guys about this. We got to have a running back out there. So, you know, last year Alfred Morris had success against them week one. Later on in the year, it was more Darren McFadden. But you got Zeke in this game. He's hungry. You want to play him as much as you can. Coach Garrett has come out and said that. Uh, where are you leaning? I, yeah, I don't know if you keep five running backs active because now keep in mind, Keith Smith, your fullback, has been healthy practicing all week. He's on the injury report, so full practice for him. Rod Smith for special teams. So to me, it might come down to either Darren McFadden or Alfred Morris. That's where I'm thinking. As a, I, one's a primary backup to Zeke and, and the other's inactive. We'll see. Mickey, who you got? Yeah, same thing. But who who would you guess out of those two? Um, Who's yeah. played the best out of the two? Well, Alfred Morris has, has showed the most. Yeah. Um, but then who did he play against? Yeah, it's one of those two guys. And then you have to decide if it's um, – do you still need a wide receiver out? Yeah, I need, I'm going to play five. Because my fifth one is going to be my punt and kickoff return guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't. I can't play with six. So Noah Brown's out. Noah Brown's out. I I had Noah Brown in my mind. When you start going through the names, I'm thinking, okay, good, good, good. I'm in the same boat with her though, as far as 
who would be the inactive running back. But if you go on, if you go on who has played better or has shown more in the preseason, and Mickey, I know you're going to dis- disagree with me about the level of competition, but I- I'm 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 almost positive in my mind that Alfred Morris has outplayed Darren McFadden. And so with that being said, I would probably lean towards taking Darren McFadden off the field and going with with Zeke, Morris. See, I, I thought I thought even if Morris had to start, if, if Zeke got suspended, I would consider starting Morris. Just because I feel like that first, second down, you get what you need. Third down, Bring you could need McFadden. McFadden. Yes. Or your third down type back right. anyway. Yeah. But I can see you made the point about Rod Smith being needed for special teams. I think Rod Smith for sure. And I know some fans may disagree because they want McFadden and Morris both out there, but they're one and the same sometimes. And so, so yeah. it's returning kickoffs. I, I'm, I've got I've, – if, if I'm going to have number 10 active, She's and that would do be – both? Yeah. Ryan Switzer's going to return kicks and punts for me in this yeah, game. Yeah, okay. too. Because that was one thing McFadden was doing, by the right. way. Right. That's true. You I mean, you've got to bring up the different traits that each of them bring. You could use Rod Smith there, too, if you, him being active. He could be your guy. But, yeah, I, I, me personally, if you're thinking about special team stuff, Switzer's a guy I need. And then Smith, Rod Smith's a guy I need. I don't necessarily need McFadden only for kickoff return stuff. Which is kind of minimized these days. Yeah, because it's going to be, just gonna be the watching the ball go over yeah. his head. Yeah. Usually, yeah, it is. Get all fired up for the first kickoff of the season, and then it's good. So we're comfortable here saying that it's out of those inactives, one of them will either be Darren McFadden or Alfred Morris. You're leaning more towards McFadden. I'm leaning towards McFadden. McFadden. If, you, if you tell me who is played, if they, if they clearly – if both are equal – if you feel like that both are equal. And the only thing you really need McFadden for would be kickoff return. Right. Right. So I I mean I I, I think the guy that I think the guy that's I think that that uh Morris has has come into camp. He's obviously he was in shape. He showed up. You know, I I'm gonna give him the nod in this. If we have to make one or the other inactive, I'm gonna make McFadden inactive. So you think it's Ben Rickery instead of Elliot? Elliot probably can contribute on special teams. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think, I think uh, I, Elliot to me can cover kicks. He could play. I mean, I watched him do this. He could cover kicks. He could also play as a wing in the punt re- or the uh, as a tackle in the punt return. And I can also watch him play on the uh, or excuse me on the punt team. And he could also help you on the punt return as a blocker. So I think he's. I think. And besides, I, I, I'm a little leery about. My linebacker situation with if you talk about with Jalen Smith, if you talk about with uh, with also then with with Durant not playing a whole lot in the, in the training camp. I mean, maybe you get in a, a situation you don't want to be light at linebacker. I don't believe. So you're good with the Wuzie being the next man up at cornerback. I think we have to be at this I, point. I you know what I'm okay with that. Okay. I'm okay with him because Are I th- you? No, I'm just asking. Yeah. No, no, and that's why I asked the question earlier. Yeah. Because I, I feel like that Awuzie is gonna have to play in this game as your dime linebacker. I mean as your dime player. Now there's your dime player, he's gonna play in the slot, he's gonna play linebacker, he's gonna play, you know, they're gonna put him in, a, in all over the place. But you, you remember know, one way, the draft show, that's why he was drafted. Absolutely. If yeah. they're doing a good job with the front four stopping the run. Then here's one way they can cover that linebacker spot is you just play one. And yeah. You got two guys in the slot. 
Awuzie, Skandrick, and Sean Lee is your linebacker. Right. But you, get, you know, but you got to be able to stop the run. You got to stop the run. You got to be able to tackle and get them into situations where you know darn well they're throwing the ball. One of the worst in the league last year when it came to third downs. One of the worst. Yeah. Well, let's hear from the callers. We have one on the line, Ernesto in Virginia Beach. What is your question? How we doing, guys? Doing great. Thank you. Good. Good. Uh, a few things. First of all, Sunday's game is going to come down to uh, who can run the ball the best. Uh, you look at last night's game. New England had to respect uh, Kansas City's running game, and they made um, Alex Smith look like Aaron Rodgers. So that's going to come down, um, and I and I think we're going to run it uh, well, no matter uh, who's in the either, um, Zeke or Morris or McFadden. Um, secondly, I was a little disappointed that um, Lewis made not make this team. Uh, I know he's on the practice squad, but he just kept showing up in preseason, reminded me a lot of George Selby a couple years ago. Um, can't wait to see what he can turn into. And lastly, I think not week one, but um, probably towards week five, uh, Taco Charlton and um, Jalen Smith are really going to be contributors on this team. You look at preseason, each week they got better, um, especially Taco from the first uh, preseason game to the last. So, you know, I think these guys are going to develop fine in the system. They're going to be big contributors. Uh, Brian, if I ever own a team, you're going to be my GM. Thank and, you. Uh, hey, Mick, these guys give you a hard time. They're just jealous because they, uh, they don't have their own song. Oh, he got muted. Oh, sorry, you broke up. Oh, that's yeah, that's very bad. Good. way to go, bad, Kent. Just bad. when he's going to say Nicky something nice about own. me, and you muted uh, that was him. Mother Nature muting him. <laughs> Mother Nature, thank you, Ernesto, Mother for Nature's the call. Smart. So first, you know, I thought he brought up a good point about he believes it's going to come down to who can run the ball the best. You've brought that up. We've discussed that. Getting to last night's game, I think that's a little bit different. You had, as Mickey mentioned earlier, Kareem Hunt just showed up for a great game, and. Uh, yeah. Tom Brady dealing with some different pieces missing from his offense. But for the Cowboys, coming back to their run game, he said it didn't matter. Do you agree with the McAdoo logic? Mm, no, the runner matters. They need Zeke in this football game. I, I He is too much of a home run threat, and I've said earlier this week, he's a guy that on a run that should get you one yard, he gets you three or four. And then he can break something. And I – I don't – one thing about McFadden, when he was the guy a couple years ago, and I like him as a runner and he's a great professional, but there were runs – there were yards left on the field when he was the back there. They, they, meat left on the bone. There was meat left on the bone. I mean, in terms of when you look at the number of touchdowns they scored when he was the guy a couple years ago compared to what – I think Zeke had 15 touchdowns last year. Like, that's, that is a huge difference. What do you always say? Runs for touchdowns. Runs the ball into the end zone, right? That's what the offense Absolutely has to do. right. He's – the runner matters. Yeah, and the runner does matter. And before we move on and to talking about Ezekiel Elliott, the TRO hearing ruling will be before 5 p.m., around 5 p.m. No, it will be today. But Ezekiel Elliott, and one thing we haven't discussed about his game coming into here, and this was heavy at training camp, he really worked on his passing skills. Yes. And that's something that Dak has been comfortable with him and how much of a passing threat he might be in this game. You know, that he wasn't as much last season. Yeah, and that's another thing. When we talk about who could be inactive, we think about maybe leaving McFadden or Morris on the bench. Zeke can play all three downs. He can, he can be an every-down guy for you. And Scott Linehan apparently said yesterday, look, when you think about, oh, could he be suspended or could he, could he keep playing after week one, we're going to wear him out regardless. And he's a guy that's hard to take off the field. 
So yeah, that's I, absolutely right. I wouldn't worry about that. And I think yeah, his role could be. I, I mean, I wouldn't say 60 snaps, but he's going to be on the field a lot. Saying that's another way to slow down that pass rush, <laughs> using him as a receiver. Yes, exactly. Because we saw them using him as a receiver quite a bit, and he certainly can uh, help them that way. Yeah, every compete period, it seemed that he was involved with. There was some one-on-one stuff where he was able to to get loose. And you know, but I, I'm always on the other end of this though too. If the Giants splits, you know, you want Ezekiel Elliott standing there picking up blitzes in my opinion. So you have to weigh, you know, when when do you want to get him in the route or when do you want him to stand in there and help your quarterback get the ball out of his hand? Rob, let's hear it from your poll for the last one of this week. Yes. So we went with a Giants-centric poll today. How can the Cowboys beat the Giants? And we've we've covered a lot of those topics. I gave you four in today's poll. The key to winning. Score touchdowns? Is that what The person who has the most points on the board will win. Boy, you are you you're such a practical guy all right do you have a write-in today did you vote mick uh, uh, i would have used marinelli's uh did you hear marinelli no what do you say play football no they said they were asking him something about that you uh limited teams to points last year you were fifth in yeah, scoring one defense. of the best yep. he goes is that your goal he goes my goal is to give up one less point than we score it's a good goal. It's always a good goal to strive for. All right. Ellie helps me all the time with goals. <laughs> all the time. All the time. All right. All these are important, but what's the biggest key? Pass protection for Dak, pass rush against Eli, the running game, or red zone efficiency? Really close poll today. 29% say pass rush. Got to get to Eli. Got to get more pressure. <laughs> a tie for second. 27% run game and red zone efficiency, followed by protecting Dak Prescott. I know you have a lot of notes over there, Mickey. How many sacks did the Cowboys get against Eli Manning in those two games last season? They I got three the second time around. Three the second time around, first game. He didn't hurt them last year. They hurt themselves by not scoring in the red zone. So, yeah. so that's my said red zone That's efficiency. my vote, red okay. zone yeah. efficiency. Definitely. When you kick field goals from the five and seven yard line, you're asking to get beat. Yeah, that's why, again, the Giants are very, very difficult. And, they, and they, if they can keep you out of the end zone, they're going to win a lot of games. I mean, they obviously they, they beat the Cowboys twice doing that, and that's, that's how they play football. I mean, they're, they're going to make it tough on you down there. They're going to cover you. They're going to put pressure on you. They're going to choke the run. So, yeah, if you, you have to find a way. My vote on that poll would have definitely, and that's one of the, on the uh, Xerox blueprint that we had, I, I, red zone offense. Mm-hmm. You know the Cowboys Football are going to in the end zone. Yeah, the Cowboys yeah. are going to get in the red zone. You know the Cowboys are going to get in the red zone. Now, how do you finish drives? That's going to be the get. They start kicking a bunch of field goals and keep the Giants around. Never mind. Never mind. That's that's just that's not going to be a recipe for them to win. I agree. Now let's talk about this. A week makes a huge difference here in Cowboys land. A week ago, we're talking about who will make the fifty-three and if they'll keep three quarterbacks. Mickey, you agreed with the Cooper Rush, so. I think now we're not we have nothing to complain about because we are forced to accept <coughs> Kellen Moore as the backup at least this week one. Is everyone comfortable with that? I mean, I I've, I've seen it as hey, they have the confidence in him. He's comfortable with his offense. He's been here for almost 3 years now. Here he is. Yeah, I I mean, what what do you guys feel like? They've I'm been never split, comfortable they've been... with the backup quarterback at all. At all. Uh, and you know what he he makes a point yeah I, but I but but if you had to play if you had to play with one guy 
Uh, just in, in comfort fact, let's, okay. Maybe comfortable was the wrong word. No, no, no. I don't no. think it's the wrong word Actually, at all. Actually, it's the right word. It's the right word. Because that's why. Yeah, that's why Keller Moore's the, the backup. backup. Right. Because yeah, they're comfortable. Yeah, with that's, 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 that's a, there you go. Good point. Yeah, see, to me, I, I think that we, you always would love to have a quarterback that you feel like you could put in there and, you know. Not worry about and it. And not worry about it. You know, the, the, the Cowboys for years had a guy like a Danny White that could come in. You know, early before that, Craig Morton. They've always had a, always had players. They have backup quarterbacks that could come in and win games. And then you know, we, we went to an era where you know the Cowboys were winning Super Bowls, but boy, they were doing it with Bernie Kosar's of the world and people like that. Steve so, Berline. Steve Berline. Yeah, exactly. So Rodney Pete. Yeah, you want it, you want to be able to have a guy you you can really. And this is what it, it really comes down to: the Cowboys coaches are comfortable with Kellen Moore. Is could Cooper Rush be a better player? Potential, absolutely, he could. But good, then but, he can develop at least. Yeah, that's, and, he's but, almost getting a redshirt year. Yeah, and that and if and if 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 Dak Prescott can play the whole entire season, you know, knock on wood, as they like to say. But to me, it, it is. It's a, just about comfort. We might not like it. You know, they they don't care what we think. No. But 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 if you look at how I can understand and being in that side of the building at one time, I understand what coaches go through. Nobody really asked. Do. Nobody asked me, but uh, I'm asking. On that uh, side they of the didn't. Room, they didn't ask me for my opinion. But question for you guys: If you're looking at comfort level, week one is the guy they cut. And this is hindsight, but is the guy they cut? Would you be more comfortable with Luke McCown in this situation, just based on his time in the league, number of years, what he's been able to do as a backup? You know, they, Cooper Rush, I get it. You bring him back, he's a developmental guy. Okay, you want a veteran, Kellen Moore. I know there's the history with Scott Linehan, but McCown was probably the most on-paper resume guy to be in this position, and they let him go. I think if they – let it go by a lot of teams. I think if, yeah, I that's think true. If, I think if McCown – had come in last season, I think it would be a little bit. Maybe I, I know. He, I no, but I, 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 I'm okay with that, but I, I'm okay with McCown. I mean, I, I watched the one game, the one start he had you know, against Carolina, and you know he's spinning the ball all over the place, and they're moving the ball, and that's all I want. Yeah. Give me the guy that's going to, as Mickey would say, give me the guy that's going to move the offense. And it might have been a different story had he not got hurt. He got exactly. hurt and he came in late. Yeah, exactly. I get it. Because I don't know how healthy he would have been either at yeah. the end anyway. You know, we said comfortable and we're never comfortable. I agree with you, Mickey. And I think this Cowboys front office executives teams, they're all feeling so much more comfortable than they were at this point last year when they were sitting there with rookie starter quarterback Dak Prescott. And then, oh, behind him was Mark Sanchez. Right, who had just arrived. Who had literally just arrived. You're right. So I think we're going to see how this plays out, knock on wood. We don't have to. They're yeah, improved. That's the hope. There's one of their improvements. Snap. That's one yeah. of their improvements here. So we're going to take our final break here on Talking Cowboys. When we come back, we have a special guest from Giants.com, John Schmelk. He's going to give you insight behind enemy lines. So join us right after this break. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? 
Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal and unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Jack Black products are carefully formulated with the finest natural ingredients and proven high-performance skincare technology. You'll find these performance products in the locker room at the Ford Center and in the luxury suites at AT&T Stadium. Go to our website at getjackblack.com and check out all of our game-changing products, including Beard Lube, our award-winning shave cream, and Deep Dive Glycolic Facial Cleanser, a Men's Health Award winner. Again, that's getjackblack.com. Nothing complicated, nothing cosmetic, just superior skincare. This is Talking Cowboys. Hey, we still worry about Papa John's. Make sure you guys Why are we know. worried about Well, Papa because John's? I think people forget about it. Oh, know? I never forget about it. And Papa don't John's. forget about the ingredients in those Papa John pizzas, the vegetables. You know, they, they just kind of bring them in fresh all the time. And the pepperoni, 100% USDA approved. And you can't go wrong if you get Papa John's. And absolutely you can't go wrong because we're still waiting for your cold pizza, Brian. You you left us hanging <laughs> on that one. Yeah, I need to figure that out. Cold pizza is the best. It truly is, and I guess you guys can enjoy that Monday morning, hopefully a victory on Monday morning. Oh, yeah. that sounds great. So before we get to our guest, we're going to do a little bit of a game here. Mm. And uh, Rob Phillips, why don't you lead us through this game? Now, are we taking from the Cowboys break or are we going with our deal? I think we go with our Let's deal. go with our deal. Let's yeah. go with... Uh, We're we our own people. We are. We are our own crew. We got two crew members new from Talking Cowboys last year. Tay, Brian, we're doing a thing called Rank Em. Okay, it's very simple. Very mm-hmm. simple game. We just go around the table, pick a guy on either team that you think is going to make an impact, a big impact, big influence on the outcome of Sunday's game. And we'll review them early the next week. Okay. So can I interrupt and just tell Kent to go ahead and give him a call because I just got a text that John's ready. Kent is working on it. We are ready to go, but yes. let's just. You want to go around the table real quick? Yeah, let's just get our names. Okay, Mick, go. I'm sorry, I was taking care. You of You know the game, rank them. Pick a, hey, pick a Mick. Oh, you're trying Kent to pick a player. It's the game we've been playing. Oh, Malik Collins. There you go. No explanation needed, I guess. None. Tell you who you got. I got Cole Beasley. All right. I mentioned him early this week. I think Cole Beasley is going to be a guy who might be in consideration for player of the game. All eyes on Ezekiel Elliott. They're preparing for a running back, but let's give him a wide receiver. Brian? Sean Lee. Ooh. Sean Lee. The general. Yeah. Got to play uh, Got to play some tough defense here. It's going to be run, pass. He's able to make plays in both areas. I'm going to go with Des Bryant to try to get a vertical threat. For the Cowboys, try to open things up against Janoris Jenkins on Sunday. There you go. So we got Malik Collins, Sean Lee, Des Bryant, and Cole Beasley. Week one of Rankum, we'll go revisit that next week. 
Did you have any predictions with uh, any of your guys, Des Bryant? you think he's going to score a few touchdowns? I think he'll throw up the X one or two times. I do. Absolutely. I think his time, and I asked Garrett about this last week, the time on task he's had with Dak this year, it, it makes a difference. They kind of know where each other's going to be uh, with, with the ball. And when you think about because Dez has missed time. You know, this is his first full offseason. I think he's benefited from that with Dak. Yeah, I think uh, Cole Beasley was the one talking about that the other day. He said, Dez is ready. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, Dez, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a matchup, though, that he has had a little pro some problems with the last two games. Jen you know, yeah. if, if you look at where you know, Jenkins, Jenkins relishes the fact of playing against Des Bryant. You know, he realizes the, the level in which Des Bryant is viewed around the league. You go out and you shut a guy down like Des Bryant, a big physical wide receiver. You know, people notice that about you. They, they don't call, you know, you say Janoris Jenkins is a gambler, a guesser, and all those things. Now they kind of talk about Janoris Jenkins as being a pretty damn good cornerback. He is. Yeah. He is, and I mean, I think that they value their secondary so much. You got you got great cornerbacks, and then you got Landon Collins. Yeah. Mm. Landon Collins makes a big difference back Ooh. there at safety. And, you know, he could be that extra guy. He's the guy that if you don't account for him down in the box – you know, say you get hat on hat on the front seven and you get everything kind of blocked up, but then here comes Landon Collins, number 21, walking down in there, and then he's going to make the tackle. It looks like it's going to be a, a seven or eight-yard gain. All of a sudden, it's a gain of four or a gain of three because Landon Collins, you know, he's just he's got that rare ability to play the run, be physical, but also take whoever you want to throw the football to, whether it's Witten, he can play in the slot, he can line – I mean, it doesn't matter – where you play him, he's that to, that has that kind of ability, very similar to what you know a guy like Darren Woodson used to be. His ability to play at a lot of different levels. And I liked what Mickey said with Malik Collins. I know you said no explanation <coughs> needed, but the fans think that this game is going to really depend on getting to Eli Manning. Mm -hmm. I think Malik Collins could be that guy. You're talking about a new middle section, right. but Malik Collins is so comfortable. He's ready. He's ready for his second season. You got any guesses on maybe some sack numbers for us, Mickey? Oh, he'll get a couple against that Giants line. You watch out. He's going to cause some problems up wow. front. Yeah, a prediction, Mick. Yeah, I think that Justin Pugh is the, the one tackle, the left guard. I think that you have to kind of be careful. He's the one guy. John Jerry on the right side is a guy you maybe want to go at because he handled, He doesn't handle the quickness. He doesn't handle the power as well. You, what you don't want to do with these guys is rush them down the middle. Make these guys have to move. Make these guys have to be athletic players. I could say Pugh is good. Uh, Richburg, the center, I think is a good player as well. The rest of them, though, try and take advantage of, of moving these guys around a little bit. Two young tackles on the edges. I think they're both 23 years old. So how do they handle, you know, could the Cowboys get some edge pressure? That's going to be a key, too. Absolutely. All right. We have our guest on the line. John, thank you so much for joining us today. I know you, you've talked to all these guys multiple times. Very familiar with uh, Mr. Spagnola to my right. But, uh, John, thank you again, and w they have some questions for you. Fire away, boys. <laughs> Come on, I need that update on Odell Beckham you told me you are going to give me. Yeah, tell oh, us about oh, Odell, OBJ. questionable. I would imagine he's going to be a game-time decision. They'll bring him a couple hours before the game. They'll see if he can go with his ankle, and we'll see what happens. He did say the other day, which was interesting, that he would not want to play if he has to tape his ankles. He wants to go with the natural and not have to wear tape. I'm not sure if I buy that. I that think if they me. tell him you have to wear tape to play, he'll play. That sounds but we'll painful. see. I think right now it's a coin toss. Mm. John, you know, the, the, 
I'm interested to see, you know, a lot of us talking about the Giants and the, the, you know, not that so much the offensive line gives up sacks, but they give up pressure. They give up hits. You know, and Manning is, you know, has succumbed to that. It, it affects the way he plays, though. Were you surprised, though, that the Giants did not address their offensive line? You know, they, they go with the tight end. Evan Ingram is a nice pick. I mean, it will probably be a great pick one day. But are you surprised the Giants did not try and do anything with their offensive line this year? You know, Brian, I, I'm surprised that nothing happened looking at the big picture perspective. But when I looked at the individual options this offseason, I think the one guy that could have worked was Whitworth, the veteran tackle right. that went to the Rams. But he just cost so much money. I don't think he would have been able to fit in the Giants' budget. And then when the Giants picked, you know, middle of that first round, I don't think they believed a, a, a guy like Ken Robinson from Alabama sure. was ready to step in and play. I don't think they liked the offensive lineman in the draft, to be honest with you. So they figured there was a better chance of Eric Flowers taking a jump, making an improvement than one of these rookies stepping in in year one and being better than what Flowers is now. Hey, great talk. We've been talking a lot about this game coming down to the run game. People know Ezekiel Elliott, but tell us more about Paul Perkins and what you expect from the second year running back. I'm a big Paul Perkins guy. I think he's very elusive, but I think when you get back to the offensive line, like the question that Brian asked, they allow way too much penetration, especially in the middle of the line. And too many times Perkins is looking at one or two guys in the backfield before he can get going. Mm -hmm. If he can couple steps in and he can get one-on-one with the linebacker he can make that guy miss it's just a matter of that offensive line can give him the room to use his skills and make guys miss to get to the second level hey john one matchup we're really talking about is lyle collins at right tackle making his debut for the cowboys at that position and jpp probably being the primary matchup for him where is where is pierre paul in terms of kind of rounding back into form it looked like he was last year, and he's had a nice preseason coming off of that hand injury he had a couple years ago, a horrific injury. Where is he right now in, in kind of getting back to form opposite Olivier Vernon? Yeah, I don't think you guys would like this answer. Jason Pierre-Paul has probably looked as good this summer as I've seen him in three or four years, to be honest with you. He's been dominant in the limited snaps he's had in the preseason. Uh, he's using those long arms to get into those right tackles. He's speed to get around the edge. He's been dynamic, so I think it'll be interesting to see how Lale Collins does against him in his first ever NFL starter right tackle. And maybe how much help he needs, right? Yeah, exactly. Hey, here's a serious question now. I want to know, did you guys give Janoris Jenkins the nickname Jack Rabbit, or did he come accompanied with it? No, he came with it. He said his high school coach at practice, so I'm kind of running around and being all quick and jumping around, and he called him Jack Rabbit, and that's where it came from. Well, John, thank you so much for all of this great insight. We will see you Sunday night at AT&T Stadium. Have safe travels here, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Sorry for the short spot. i got to run up to talk to head coach Ben McAdoo for already. No. Much more important than talking to us, I guarantee Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Good segment. Thanks, guys. He, Always take care, John. Thank you, Mickey, for getting that great interview with us because he you're right he gave us a lot of good insight there you know when we go around the league and try to find people to talk about their team john's tops yeah i don't think we can find any guys that are he's not going to sugarcoat it he 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 realizes that they you know he's right about jpp he's absolutely sugarcoated that though no no he's right about that and he's right about though the offensive line i mean they've got issues in the middle of that line and they're you know they've they they have struggles and so Yeah, he's always going to give you the fair assessment of really what's going on with his football team. Everybody's got issues the first 
week of the season, well, at least, question, right? Because you haven't seen it. Yeah. So we'll see. There's a lot of moving parts, but for the Dallas Cowboys, I want to know. Let's make some game predictions here. If you guys would just give us a score, we could put it on the rankum, mm-hmm. and we can. Uh, Who's keeping score here? here? I got Robert. it. You got it. You, you, the secretary. You start first, Mickey. Uh, I got the Cowboys twenty-three twenty. Everyone's feeling really comfortable with that twenty. Is it is it like a field goal to win it kind of a thing? Or yes, probably. There, you think it's like a last second field goal? Yes, or? this is going to be. Or is a it going to be very a, close game, just like everyone last year against the Giants? They're going to mob Dan Bailey after he kicks. Yes, it? Okay. absolutely. All right, and he'll be interviewed on. Is it NBC? Does Sunday night? NBC, football? yeah, absolutely. Does he get a turkey or what does he get? Nothing. I don't know what he, that's only for Thanksgiving. It's not oh. a holiday. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. I got the Cowboys 24-14. Oh, that defense. First, but then they pull away. They get going. The Giants can't figure it out. Odell doesn't play. Doesn't play. Doesn't play. Oof. Oh, that's no a bold. Odell. Put that down as our bold prediction. That's a good down. bold prediction, though. <clears throat> Brian brought us. You know, I've kind of gone back and forth in my mind on this one because I think the teams really are pretty evenly matched. I think that the Cowboys' defense, offensively, very explosive, and but the Giants can match that. You know, I, I wanted to say that it was going to be a low-scoring game. I'll keep it as a low-scoring game. And I, th- I think the Cowboys win this game 21-17. I, I don't think they're going to be able to kick field goals, so they're going to have to score touchdowns. I think the Cowboys defensively can do enough. If they can, you know, if we talked about yesterday, I asked you guys some questions about interceptions, turnovers. That's going to be the difference in this football game right now. People talk about running the football and all that, but can the Cowboys take advantage of some giant miscues? Hopefully Eli Eli Manning will throw you a couple. Hopefully Dak Prescott won't throw them any. That'll be the difference in the game. 21-17 Cowboys. What do you think was the key last year that the Cowboys' defense (laughs) – held them to no more than 20 points in both games. That the Cowboys defense, I mean they did that to so many teams. Yeah. And I think the But we're talking about the Giants. No, they did a nice job of they they the, the Giants did not have the ability the the big play guys they have. If you look at really, I mean the big plays that they made you know, there was like one big, one big catch, one big run. They didn't, they didn't give up. The Cowboys didn't give up a bunch of big plays. And when you play the Giants, that's usually the problem. You know, usually you get a Beckham slant pass that goes for sixty-five yards. Or they, or, or usually, they, yeah, or they it, run play action, right? And use that to. And they've, they've struggled running the ball, but that's been a big Eli staple over the years. You use the run, you set up, you go play action, and he goes deep. Yeah, tra- talk about deep. the trap pass, stuff like yeah. that that they do. The one pass they threw down that they threw the seam the, in the first game to the tight end down the seam. See, that's what I. I worry about plays like that can you know can the Cowboys match up you know the, the Cowboys defense recipe, defense for success or recipe for success on defense don't give up big plays well, they, 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 Marinelli's right I'm going to give up one less point that's his that's his mantra give up one less he could care less about the yards and Manning didn't have yards they didn't run the ball they didn't have success throwing it it's just the Cowboys could not take advantage of the things that their defense gave them in those games. Well, I would have to say tackling, at least in the second game. Sean Lee was an absolute monster. Yeah, I think he's he going to have to be this one, yeah. He wouldn't let anything getting past him. And I like what you say as far as he's your guy to watch because yeah. he feels comfortable yeah. in that realm. Just get him down. Get him down. Don't let him move and keep going. So there mm. you go. And, uh, Rob, let's hear your prediction. I'm going to go because we just, to your point, you, Brian, you talked about big play guys. 
and we'll see if Odell plays in this game, but they have they added new weapons. They got Evan Ingram, they've got Brandon Marshall, the Cowboys have Zeke back. I'm gonna say this is a little more higher scoring than we think it'll be. I'm gonna go yeah. you you guys basically said first team to twenty wins. I'm gonna say first team to thirty wins. Thirty one twenty seven, Cowboys get some revenge. Mm. Somebody said it's going to be an overtime game here. Oh, Ooh, that'd be a late. It's never good. Late. Never good when it's an overtime game. That wasn't bad two years ago. It, it, it wasn't Tony bad in Roman Philly. Magic. The Philly game yeah, with Dak last year, that was pretty good. Did game. you enjoy the dissertation last night on overtime? I did not hear that dissertation. No, but I enjoyed them hearing how important social media has been for the national <laughs> football. Yes, did you hear that? <laughs> I guess I missed that part. Yeah. Chris Collinsworth made the comment. And Al Michaels agreed with him. Al Michaels, legendary broadcaster. They showed J.J. <laughs> They showed J.J. Watt's fundraising page, and I think he's mm-hmm. closing in on like $30 million. He's over $25 million. Right. It's the power of social death media. Death of society. Baby. It will be the death of society. <laughs> okay. The death of society. Except for raising money for people that need it. Thank you. <laughs> or the people that. that should be using it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, anyway. It's bad except for the good what, stuff. What, can I ask you yeah. before you? Yeah, yeah it's co- only bad when it's not good. Tay, if I guess just a couple minutes just to speak. What, what could go bad? What do you think? What would be the, the? Oh, I don't a, even want to say it. I mean, just a bad scenario, just one bad thought. That's something that you would say, man. If I if this happens, if Kellen Moore is playing, okay, that's that's fair. That if, but if it, I see if there's him, no doubt. If, if, if like Mickey says, if the Cowboys can't stop the run, and all of a sudden the the Giants are just staying ahead of the chains and they're just wearing you down that way, not run, you know, running and play action and all that stuff. I mean, to me, that would be that would be a a, a big uh, a big issue. Last night. Both teams, guys were falling like flies. Yeah. And one of the things Marinelli pointed out yesterday, what he worries about is I'm going to be playing a lot of guys that we had to regulate their snaps during preseason. Very fair point. That we had to regulate their snaps during training camp. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to ask the Benson (laughs) Mayoas, the Tyrone Crawfords, the (laughs) Chittabe Awuzieh. Right to go out there, Jalen Smith, to right. go out there and maybe play 40 to 70 plays. Right? Yep. yep. And, and and he he was somewhat concerned about that. Should be. That's a good so thought. So if you want a concern. No, that's a good thought. No matter how good this offensive line is, I the Giants' pass rush and defensive pressure stopping the run, to me, if they get into third and nine, third and ten, third yeah. and 11, they're not going to put a lot of points on the board. So it's, it's, it's a big challenge for this Cowboys offensive line. I think they're up to it. We'll all right. Well, all of us, Mickey, you'll have pregame coverage on Sunday, and you'll be doing different things. Brian, you'll be here at the Star. Rob, you'll be on the sidelines with me. We will be at AT&T Stadium, and we will be covering the Dallas Cowboys season opener against the New York Giants. And we'll be here Monday at 11.30 a.m. to break it all down for you guys. Join us then. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!